3D printed suicide capsules are now legal. There's a tree that smells like rotting fish, and there's a bounty to destroy it. And California school districts eliminate the D and F grading. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a very spacious closet. I'm Jonesy, and you are you, and I'm glad you're you. And I'm glad you're here. Come on, let's do it. Yeah, you and me. 3D printed suicide pods are now legal in Switzerland. They're called Sarco machines. They are 3D printed capsules. And they're designed for the use in assisted suicide. Now these Sarco machines have just passed a legal review and they can operate in Switzerland. So you can print out your suicide machine. Or you could just get a rope. Seems a lot cheaper and easier. That's, the, that's old school, though. You're not cool if you kill yourself with a rope. You're cool if you kill yourself in a 3D-printed suicide spaceship. Um, this Sarko machine was created by Dr. Philip Nitschke in the Netherlands. It's a coffin-like capsule. This assisted dying pod... Uh, requires the ingestion of liquid sodium pentobarbital. And it allows for a peaceful death within your 3D printed pod. Here's a quote from Nitschke, the guy who invented it. Well, the benefits for the person who uses the pod is that they don't have to get any permission from anyone. They don't need some special doctor to try and get a needle in them. They don't even need to get difficult drugs to obtain, you know, very... Very difficult. It's very easy. Just kill yourself in the pod I made. It's very easy. I want to make it easy. All right, well, don't make it too easy, okay? Because, you know, the people who are, like, on the verge, you don't want to make it easy for them. You should make it a little more difficult. Like, I shouldn't be able to push a button in my bedroom and now, blam, I'm dead. Like, make me work at it. Like, that way I think about it. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Uh, it says here, the capsule is activated from the inside and can be towed to a location that the person wishes to die in, such as an outdoor setting or the premises of an assisted suicide organization. Where would I kill myself? An outdoor setting sounds great. Do you think uh, they would let me put my pod in Fenway Park to kill myself? Right in left field, right in front of the green monster. Oh, that would be the place I'd want to do it. Kill myself in Fenway Park. would be good. It says here, once activated, the capsule floods the interior of the pod with nitrogen and rapidly reduces the oxygen, causing the individual to lose consciousness and ultimately pass away without panicking, without choking. Uh, now, there are some countries that allow assisted suicide. Uh, did you know? The Netherlands, Switzerland, Belgium, Luxembourg, Canada, and Colombia all allow assisted suicide, although each country has different rules regarding it. Uh, I had no idea Canada was in on the game. Canada! Everyone in Canada is so happy. I can't see anybody committing suicide. Ever. Also, they're drunk all the time, so that's that helps. I think that helps keep the mood up. Just drunk all the time. I mean, when you live in a country where it's shots, 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 I mean, how do you not have a great time? <laughs> 
Nearly all countries and states, by the way, that permit the assisted suicide practice require individuals to have an incurable or terminal condition that cannot be remedied and is causing them suffering. So this is the caveat. You can't just kill yourself because you feel like it. Uh, Of course, I'm speaking if you go through these channels. But, I mean, if you could just print this machine at home, I mean, do you even have to ask permission at this point? You don't have to go through the assisted suicide paperwork if you can just print it out in your den or in your office, just drag it onto your lawn, and voila! I mean, of course, you got to get the, get the chemicals as well, but, I mean, hello? <laughs> the dark web? Anyone heard of it? <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard to get these chemicals. It says here, Switzerland, of all these countries, though, has actually no laws prohibiting the practice of assisted suicide, only considers it an, an offense to assist a suicide if it is done with selfish motives. In, in the Netherlands, euthanasia can be requested by anyone ages 12 and older who has, quote, unbearable suffering with no prospect of improvement. Uh, well, that could cover mental illness then as well, I'd imagine, not just incurable diseases or terminal cancer. You could say to yourself, hey, man, I, I, yeah, I've lived a life and it's flimsy and I'm not interested in doing this anymore. I don't want to go to work at Cinnabon every single day. I can't afford health insurance and I got gout and I just want out. (laughs) You could actually do that over there. Fascinating. I don't know if that's forward thinking or not. Now, it's probably no surprise to any of my listeners. That means you that I support someone's choice to to end their life. I don't think anybody should tell you what you can and cannot do with your body or your mind. I mean, unless you're harming others. In the case of suicide, though, I do think there should be some effort made to uh, get through it prior to the suicide with family and friends, like some sort of intervention first. Like You can't just go sign your name on a docket and now you're killing yourself and your family doesn't know about it, your friends don't know about it. I think there's got to be like a declaration of suicide that gets sent to your friends and family and then they everybody has a choice to reach out to you and... You know, see what can be done, because um, I would imagine some of the people who are, you know, commit suicide or want to commit suicide don't feel as though they have support, and so doing something prior to that to show that there is in fact support, maybe coming from places that you had no idea, that could be enough to curtail some of the suicides. Uh, Mental health is a serious situation these days, and it only seems to be getting worse as the world gets crazier and crazier. Oh, I know how crazy the world is. I host a weird news podcast, as you know, and you know how weird and crazy the the world is because you listen to a weird news podcast. Now, you might have an opinion on this suicide situation. If you do, you can call the show and tell me. 646-450-2012. Love to hear from you. There's a tree that smells so bad, there are bounties to kill it. Bringing the Bradford pear tree to the state of Maine seemed like a good idea at the time. The Bradford pear tree is fast growing with early spring blooms of white flowers. (laughs) The tree, also called calorie pear tree, is a popular ornamental tree in the state. But it's also an invasive species. And it also smells incredibly bad. It smells terrible. It's foul. It smells like shite. And if it gets a foothold in Maine's cultural landscape, oh, it could have a devastating effect on the native species. 
and have a de- devastating effect on the nostrils of those 12 people that live in Maine. Can't be messing with the grandiose smell of Maine. Have you ever been to Maine? It smells lovely. It smells like a lobster's butthole. That's what's happening right now in the United States, though. This tree, it's gotten so bad in South Carolina that officials in South Carolina are planning to outlaw the sale and purchase of this pear tree by 2024. And they're offering a bounty to eradicate this smelly tree. The situation is not that serious in Maine yet, according to officials who are keeping a close eye on the species. Yeah, not yet, because there's only eight people living in Maine. Here's a quote from Gary Fisher, the Maine Department of Agriculture. Well, there's plenty of it planted here in Maine. There are reports of it escaping. Report out of Portland five years ago indicated it had been found in some natural areas there as well. This isn't a very good Maine accent. I'm doing my best here, though. Yeah, we don't have electricity up here, but we got them trays smelling pretty bad, I tell you. Get myself some nose pinches. Don't have any, so I use that. I put a clothespin over my nose. That, That worked for a little bit. These things smell like dead fish. Terrible, terrible. Smells like crap. This guy, Gary Fisher, and his colleagues are currently working on a five-year update regarding this invasive plant. They're putting it on the do not sell list. And he said that the uh, currently on this list of plants, the Bradford pear is one of the most invasive in Maine. Well, who took this smelly tree up there? Should get this individual on trial. Make them... Go out there and pluck all these trees right out of the soil. Put them to work. It says the tree was imported from several Asian countries to the U.S. in the early 1900s. By the 1960s, it became the ubiquitous ornamental tree planted by developers in growing suburbs. Oh, that's great. Did they not know how bad it smelled? This guy Fisher says, well, people planted it because of those early white blossoms, you know. What they did not realize is that those blossoms, man, they smell horrible. Smells real bad up here, I tell you. You don't want to come up here on 495 to Route 5. You don't want to take Route 1 up here. Route 1 smells terrible. Smells awful. Route 5, 495 smells like crap anyways. Most of it's in the state of Mass, though. You don't want to take them highways. They smell like the tree. (laughs) The smell of a grove of Bradford pear trees in full blossom has been compared to rotting fish. Oh, that's just lovely. The smell's really hard to describe. It's not like crab apples or lilacs. If I'm being honest, this shit's pretty rank. (laughs) It has a lot of negatives, this tree. (laughs) Okay. The pear tree can easily outcompete and eliminate native species from the landscape as well, this guy Fisher says. It's non-native to the area. The tree provides no food for the local insects, no food for the local birds or the wildlife. All those blossoms are unusable by native pollinators. It's a damn shame. Now, it's the story that's repeated over and over. Plants that are easy to produce become popular because they're so easy to produce and well-priced. Builders and architects decide to start incorporating them into subdivisions and other places in new housing. They just bring them all in because it's easy. Well, they're pretty. They smell like shite, but they're pretty. Well, it looks like if you guys happen to live in, uh, not Maine so much, because they're sort of trying to live with it, but in South Carolina and some other places, you could actually get paid to remove this stinky fish tree. So if you're looking for some work here and you like to be alone (laughs) and you don't mind the smell, maybe you used to work in uh, waste management and you're okay with this sort of smell. You can be around it. Maybe you were a, um, a skunk farmer. I don't know. 
Large California school districts are eliminating D and F grades. And now students have no idea if they're dumb. <laughs> Bad report cards could soon be a thing of the past in California. As some of the state's largest school just districts are dropping D and F grades. For those of you who uh, didn't go to school in the United States, the D and the F are the worst grades. That means you're not really pulling your weight, to put it kindly. Um, I don't like to hear this news for a few reasons, one of which is I'm jealous. I had to get D's and F's, and I got in big trouble for it, and now no one gets to get in trouble? No, no D's and F's? No? Just me. Just my generation gets to get whacked around for getting F's? No. Everybody else, you get, you get off the hook this easy? <laughs> Just jealous, really. Also, I got some questions, but I want to know, how do you know if you suck at school if you're not getting D's and F's? How do your parents know? whether or not you're applying yourself. Let's get into the article. Maybe there's a, maybe they replaced the D's and the F's with um, a half a smiley face and then a sort of a frowny face. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by giving them a full frowny face, you know? Okay, so it says here, Los Angeles, Santa Ana, Oakland Unified, Sacramento City Unified, and other California districts have decided to limit the use of D's and they've decided to get rid of F's altogether in the grading. High schoolers who fail a test or homework assignment can get a do-over or more time to complete the work. You have it so easy. Oh, man, you get a do-over. I never had a do-over. A do-over. Yeah, there was a do-over when I got the second smack from my parents. Because <laughs> I squirmed during the first one. Wow, do-over. Unbelievable. You guys have no idea how good you have it in life. And yet you still think you don't have it good. All these young people on antidepressants because life is so hard. You don't even know what hard is. You have no clue. You get a do-over for your tests. Ugh, you're pathetic. All of you. It says your students who don't ever finish the assignments or who fail the final exam will earn an incomplete. <laughs> wow. These are the, well, we're really building a strong foundation for the future, aren't we? With these in the United States. <laughs> Listen, if my future leaders, I, I don't want them to have do-overs, okay? I want them to study hard and get it right. I want them to try, and I want them to be held accountable. We already have a plethora of politicians who are just squirrely assholes, dishonest. You're just breeding more and more generations of this chicanery, if I may be so bold as to use a word I don't understand. <laughs> I get an F for that. Okay, this move is called competency-based learning. Okay, we're going to learn a new phrase here, guys. Competency-based learning. Just because you give it a fancy name doesn't mean I'm going to buy into your, uh, this is trickery, in my opinion. So advocates of competency-based learning argue that assessment should be based on the mastery of learning, what students have learned instead of how they test. Okay, well, how do you ascertain their mastery of learning if there's no test of some sort? You need a feedback, something. Are you replacing the test with something else? Let's see. Supporters hope it will help kids re-engage after nearly two years of virtual learning during the pandemic. Okay. Here's a quote from uh, someone from the California Educational Partners, who uh, I blame for creating an entire generation of lazy idiots. But let's see what this person has to say. What mastery learning does is really allow the students every opportunity to show that they know the material. And if they don't know the material, to get the support they need to be able to demonstrate it. <laughs> I need support. 
to demonstrate it. Oh, really? What support do you need? I need the answers next to me as I take the test. If you could provide that, that's a lot of support. <laughs> you call this mastery learning? I, I, you, you've chosen the wrong phrase. This isn't the mastery of anything except for being unaccountable and lazy and let off the hook. And you really have no idea the fallout of this. It's, it's going to be detrimental, I'm telling you right now. Look at it. If you know anything about anything, you know that Bill Belichick should be running this world because Bill Belichick knows that you have to do your job. Do your job. You have to show up every day and, and you have to give effort. You have to give a damn and you have to apply yourself. My goodness. Well, I'm not a parent, nor am I a teacher. What the hell do I know? Maybe you guys have an opinion on this. Call my show, 646-450-2012. Hey, everybody. How are you? This is your trusty host and producer, Jonesy. And uh, I want to thank you for listening all the way to the outro, where you get to hear me give thanks and praise and instructions. Pay attention. <laughs> I want to give thanks and praise first off to uh, Kirsty Kelly from the UK. Big time fan of the show, long time OG fan, supporter as well. She calls in sometimes. She sent me some stuff, a little nice little care package. Two kinds of extremely strong coffee. One is called Death Wish Coffee. The other one is called Biohazard. Wow. It just came in. Just came in the mail. I haven't tried it yet, but I cannot wait. First of all, the Biohazard Coffee claim, they both claim to be the strongest coffee in the world. Biohazard says uh, a 12-ounce cup of their coffee contains 900 and 28 milligrams of caffeine. Do you have any idea how over the legal limit that is? <laughs> I mean, I got energy drinks in there that are 300 milligrams, and those things make my head pop off. I can't imagine what a 900 plus milligram cup of coffee is going to do to me. Wow, I'll be sure to record an episode next week of that uh, after a cup of that. I don't even know if how I'll be able to do it. I can't stay inside a closet on 900 milligrams of caffeine. I'll just punch right through the walls. I don't know how I could do it. I might try, though. I'll probably be talking so fast you wouldn't be able to understand me, so maybe i lay off that. We'll try. We'll see what happens. I think I should do like a test as well to discover which of these is, is actually the strongest coffee in the world. They both claim to be. I'm going to have to make a video of that for the Patreon. Ooh, the Patreon! That's where I put stuff like that, where I taste test weird things people send me. Uh, you can mail me something for the holidays. Just reach out to me. I'll give you my address. Uh, funnyjones at gmail.com or reach out through Instagram at funnyjones. And uh, if you want to send me something for the holidays, I, I'm totally cool with it. Or just join the Patreon. You don't have to lick a stamp if you join the Patreon. Uh, you can buy me a cup of coffee a month. It's pretty it's pretty supportive, I have to say. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or uh, weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner if you want to do that. Tomorrow's Friday, so you know the deal. It's Florida Friday, only on Weird AF News. If you guys want to send me Florida articles, you know I would appreciate that. So, you know, don't hesitate to send me some Florida stuff. Um, I need all the Florida news, excuse me, that I can get so we can have a banging, a banging Florida Friday episode. That's what I want. I want it to be lit. Yo, I want people to say your Florida Friday episodes are fire, bro. Fire. Yeah. 